Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast with Kyle from Stall Agronomy. And uh, this week's episode, I'll use no cliches whatsoever where I talk about how interesting it is and how I really want to talk about it <laughs> and uh, how I've been in the uh, agronomy forever. And yeah, none of those cliches. We're going to just talk about managing agronomy employees. Um, you know, we all, you know, it's not entirely rare in agriculture to have somebody who's worked for the same company their entire career. Um, it's also not rare for someone to work for several different companies over the, uh, the term of their career. And, and most people, even if you stay at the same company or you move around, uh, you're always going to run into a bunch of different people that try to manage you or, well, let's just say try, um, or some people that do manage you. Um, and the try part is the people that I always call, uh, they're trying to be your buddy, the buddy boss. Um, you know, it, it's always interesting to work for those people. Um, sometimes you have a good time. Um, it's can be really frustrating. Um, you know, case in point, um, I've worked for some people like this or work with people like this that, um, you know, we, uh, we have people call it at 4.30 in the afternoon, and they want something delivered by 5.30, uh, which is not all too uncommon in agriculture. Um, I mean, it just happens. You know, guys are planting, and uh, they need some corn, or they need fertilizer delivered, or anything. Um, and things just happen. Uh, you know, you're really busy, your phone's ringing off the hook, and all of a sudden, oh, crap, I need fertilizer by, you know, 5.30. Uh, or else I can't plant tonight, and I'll have to wait till tomorrow morning. Um you know, and equipment dealers are the same way. A lot of people in agriculture have these, these after-hours stuff. But um, I've had guys where uh, somebody calls at 4.30. Um, technically, we close at 5. And um, they're like, yep, yep, tough shit. They're going to have to wait till tomorrow. You know, and it, it's it's nice when you're um, when you're the employee. It's not so nice when you're the uh, salesperson who's trying to cus- or, you know keep customers around and, and everybody else is working, but you're not. Um, yeah, that, that's really frustrating. Um, you know, people love working for those kind of guys. Um, you know, I've, I've worked for a bunch of different companies and I've worked for a bunch of different bosses and I've been there for that. Um, you know, customers get really frustrated. Um, eventually you get a reputation in the country that, Hey, you know, if you need something in season, don't even bother calling these guys because they're not going to be around at when you really need them. Um, you know, that that's happened. Um, you know, and I, I've been around those guys where, um, you know, we'll say an employee shows up late every day. Um, and it could go on for months and eventually one day they just explode on this guy. You know, you've been late every freaking day. What the heck is your problem? And it's just like, you know, you really should have been addressing this as it happens. Um, you know, people have guidelines, you know, that everybody has, um, some kind of work guidelines where they want people or expect people to show up at a specific time. And, um, you know, the, every work has that. Um, but I've been around guys that are just like, oh, wow, you know, he's late. It's, it's kind of like a joke, but eventually it, it kind of reaches ahead and they have to say something to him. And then the employees just like flabbergasted. They just don't understand what's going on because for like three months they've showed up at eight 30 and no one's ever said anything. Um, you know, and I always say people get away with murder with these guys. You know, we, we've had, um, the guys that are just your best friends and you've got employees that are just like, you know, they show up late every day, they leave early, they, they take two hour lunches. And, um, you know, I had one, uh, one instance where we had a guy, um, we were spraying and, um, I got a call 
that um, we're going to have to finish a guy's farm tomorrow. And I'm like, well, it's supposed to rain tonight. You know, we can't do that. We need to finish it. There's like 100 acres left. Let's just finish it up. And they're like, well, he's he's got uh, something, you know, planned tonight. And I'm like, well, uh, I'd like to have plans tonight too, but, you know, we got to work. And find out it's volleyball practice. It's just like, really, beach volleyball practice tonight? You know, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, why am, why am I telling a customer, you know, and I... I'm the kind of guy that, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's hard to tell a customer, you know, we just can't get it done tonight. And, you know, guys want an answer. You know, why can't you guys finish this tonight? And, you know, I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, I got my applicator. It's got volleyball practice. And it's like, what the hell? Oh, man, I've got my butt chewed. You know, and, it, and that's the thing. You know, when you're an agronomist or um, when you're working in retail and you're trying to be that guy, uh, you're the touch point for the customer you're the guy who's talking to them and you're getting your butt chewed over something because a manager let somebody go for volleyball practice or um an impromptu vacation in the middle of spring season it's just like what the heck you know and it's it's everywhere i've worked at um we had one weekend uh, we we're working fourth of july weekend we were just way behind um we had a lot of rain in june and um i think it was like friday um Friday afternoon, one day, uh, manager comes in my office and goes, Hey, uh, I know we need to be spraying and we got to be spreading fertilizer this weekend. But, um, this guy asked for 4th of July weekend off, uh, like two months ago. And I granted it to him. I'm like, when were you going to tell me? And he's like, well, yeah, well, and the other applicator wanted it off because his family's going on a trip. And, um, so yeah, we're down we're down an applicator and a tender driver. And I'm like, um, okay. He's like, but you have a CDL and I have an applicator license. So we're going to spray and spread all weekend. And, um, so yeah, literally, um, I think he actually ended up doing tendering. We got another guy that was, uh, an applicator. And so I'm driving a liquid tender truck and I'm going back to the office. And usually, uh, the branch manager would be there to load us up. And, uh, instead of that, I'm coming back and I'm loading the truck up and he's coming back for dry fertilizer and he's loading his own truck up. I mean, basically all day, every day, we're just running around with our head cut off for like, oh, uh, I think it was, um, it was almost a whole week. He gave these guys off and we, uh, we kept track of how many hours we worked that week. And it was something like almost 120 hours in seven days. I mean, literally it was, I get to work at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, load stuff up. Um, if we couldn't load it the night before and then we were in the field by sunrise and as soon as it got dark, we were back and that went on for like a week and man, I just burned myself out. But those guys were really well rested when we were done when they got back. But, um, you know, that he, he was the kind of guy, um, and there's a lot of these that just, you know, and I get it. He gave the guy, you know, two months before we didn't know what we we're going to be doing. Um, I get that he granted vacation. Um, we actually had a policy basically from April 1st to July 1st. You couldn't take vacation uh, at that company. And literally, he was past the deadline and the guy, it was right. But, um, you know, instead of upsetting somebody who had plans, and the only reason the guy wanted off was so that he could be in the 4th of July parade. So it kind of sucked. Um, but, you know, we got through it. And um, now I get to talk about it, and it's funny. But at the time, it really sucked. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff in my career where, um, oh, I think our main sprayer broke down. We we dropped a valve in an engine um, right in the middle of application season. 
and um, a branch manager was going in the hospital. He had surgery, and it was just going to be me running a branch and you know loading everything and doing everything by myself. And um, yeah, it uh, it was one of those. I, I looked at one of the applications. I'm like, well, someday from you know far from today, we're going to think this is hilarious and we're going to talk about this. And uh, we did, but uh, it was uh, it was really sucky at the time. And there was uh, a lot of resentment on my part, you know, and honestly, um, it happened eight years ago, six, seven, eight years ago, and uh, I still think about it. And, uh, you know, honestly, if I saw the guy, um, that would probably be one of the first things that popped in my mind. I was like, yeah, man, I remember that week you made me just work my butt off for a whole week just because you gave somebody a whole week off. It's like, ah, um, you know, those are things you, you know, as an employee, you, you don't forget that stuff. Um, you know, the, the weekend that they gave somebody, um, who may or may not deserve it a week off and you run around with your head cut off because, you know, you're just busier in hell. But, um, there's, there's two inverses to that. So there, there's the guy who wants to be your best friend and jokes around with everybody and, you know, just lets them do whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes we'll say the employees come first and customers come second. Um, then there's the a-hole boss. <laughs> That's what I call them, at least. Um, basically, the my way or the highway guys. And, um, you know, that's the kind of work environment that no one wants to be in. Um, you hate going to work. You hate your boss. Um, you just hate being there. Um, you can't keep employees for a couple more than like a year or two. And, um, manager's always like, well, what's going on? You know, why can't we, you know, customers are happy because all their stuff gets done. Um, you know, you do anything and everything to keep the customer happy. But at the same time, management's like, well, you know, customers are happy. Everything's going great. And, you know, why can't we keep employees here? You know, this guy, you know, we, this guy's awesome. He's getting everything done. Um, you know, and then that tells you a lot about management. If management doesn't understand what's going on, they're never there. Um, you know, I've worked at companies where we had, um, the first company I worked at, um, they had a review process. They actually, they didn't have it when I first started working there, but one year, all of a sudden we started getting these employee reviews. So we would actually, you know, anonymously fill out this review. Um, you know, what do you like about your pay structure? You know, just all the random questions. Um, you know, we we're all kind of like, Hey, you know, we, this is our chance to, um, to write down what we think about our, our boss. And, uh, you know, what we think about what's going on. And, um, I will tell you that the worst thing you can do if you're a company is send out employee reviews and then do not pay attention to anything that anybody puts in them. Um, I've worked for a bunch of different companies. One company did it every year. Um, one year it was, we'll say markedly worse than the year before. Um, every year it went down and one year it was really bad. And, we, um, we heard through the pipeline. I was like, all right, so when are we going to go through our, uh, our review process? Um, you know, like what, uh, what our answers were. And, you know, we always sat down every year and went through all of them and just talked about them. And, um, the one year it was markedly worse. We'll just say it was bad. It was, it wasn't good. Um, I get, uh, I get an answer of basically, things were kind of bad. We think you guys just are treating me like crap. So we're just not even going to go over them. And it's just like, you basically just took away, um, everything that I wanted to talk about with you. You know, we, it'd be like having an employee review where, um, you know, you really wanted to talk about stuff and work through your problems. So, 
instead of, um, you know, saying maybe we have some issues we need to work through, um, you took it personally and said, you know, you guys are just all a-holes and you don't want to, you don't want to work with me because you guys are jackasses. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not really the way to do it. Um, you know, that's, you know, honestly, I've been there. Um, I've been, um, I've indirectly managed people, you know, I've never had the management title, but, um, you know, I basically helped run a branch and uh, brand branches and, um, I was in charge of applicators and telling them where to go for years. You know, basically I, I'd be like, here's where we're starting today. Here's what you're going to load here. I mean, we went through everything and, um, I've been there where, um, I felt like I was a total dick. Um, and sometimes you just need to yell. Um, I've had employees that, um, you know, said something to me about something and, you know, I basically yelled at them and said, Hey, if you've got a problem, we need to talk about this right freaking now. And, um, honestly, about half the time, um, when that does happen, actually more than half, um, it actually turns out really well. Uh, we, we talk about what's going on. Um, it gets out, you know, we, we go on and, and move about our day. Um, you know, I don't make it in a habit of, uh, yelling at people. Um, I never, um, I've never lost my temper more than like once or twice a year, you know, it, it, when it happens, um, and it's going to happen. Um, it's, it's always kind of a good thing to have happen. Um, that's when we sit down and we talk about stuff. Um, I'll say, uh, in the last year, something happened. Um, we were all kind of having a bad day. Um, you know, and somebody said something, um, basically let's move. You're not going fast enough. And basically I'm going as fast as I can. And, um, you know, and then somebody called me when I'm in the middle of doing something and said, you know, you know, I'm watching you and you need to do this better. And I'm just like, you know, and it, it really screwed me up basically, um, from me doing my normal thing to, um, to getting told that I'm not doing it fast enough. Let's go. Um, you know, and I already do it as fast as I can, which is pretty dang fast anyway. Um, it kind of irked me and literally got out of the piece of equipment I was in, walked across and said, what the hell is your freaking problem? And, um, we had it out and, uh, five minutes later we were talking and joking around again. So it just happens. Um, I mean, it's, it's, if you're working with family or you're working with anybody else, um, you're always going to have something happen. Um, and I think the, the measure of a good boss is somebody who's going to be able to take that, um, you know, let people air it out and then, uh, kind of move on. Um, it just happens. Uh, I mean, I've never worked at somewhere where, um, that didn't happen where somebody, you know, got in somebody's face. Um, that I don't do. Um, you know, I've had that happen where somebody got in somebody's face in, in front of employees and in front of customers that I would never do. Um, I've never done that. And that I, I, I would never advocate somebody doing, uh, that's, that's just a really bad idea. Um, but it does happen. Um, so back to our a-hole bosses, um, you know, they're, they're always respected, um, but they're feared and that's why they're respected. And, um, it just, it's never a good respect. Um, they don't get jokes. Um, I mean, you, you got to keep it loose somehow, um, especially when you're working in agriculture and you got so much, um, so much stress. Um, we always had employees 
that's having bad days. Um, we had one employee that um, was not, uh, we'll say he wasn't, he was having a tough time getting stuff done. Um, and it wasn't, um, wasn't necessarily a motivation thing. Um, it wasn't that they were a bad employee. They did terrible work. Um, it just speed, um, focus was kind of an issue. Um, but I really got him. And um, I literally sat down and made him uh, mixes of different music and stuff. We were, um, you know, we weren't in the same age bracket, but, um, you know, I was like, hey, here's some stuff that I know you're going to like. Um, and I, there's one song on here. Every time you come back at night, um, I had him play, uh, oh, I think it was DMX, What's My Name or whatever. Um, and uh guy was just like, he started getting stuff done. Um, he really started showing up a little bit better, more on time. Um, and things just got better. And it just, all it took was me kind of going on my way and saying, Hey, you know, what's up? And, um, you know, I, the first job I worked at, um, guys would get back at night. Um, we never really let them leave without the lights on, you know, the guys would get back and, um, we'd all be me and the branch manager would be sitting in our offices or we'd be working on stuff. Um, guys would get back at 10 o'clock at night and we were still there. And, um, we would actually still take the time, sit around for about half an hour, just shoot the shit for the day. Um, talk about what was going on, how everybody did, um, joke around about a bunch of different things. Then we go home, come back the next morning, you know, everybody have their coffee for about 20 minutes and we, you know, kind of decompress before we go out and do our thing for the day. And, um, it really, uh, it really worked. And, um, I tried implementing that, um, at another job and it really worked. Um, I had some employees that they'd get done with the day and I'd still be there. Um, you know, everybody be gone, but it'd just be me there and, uh, everybody come back and we'd sit in the office for half an hour, kind of talk about whatever, joke around a little bit and then, and then leave for the day. And, um, that makes a big difference to guys. Um, I know, uh, I had a friend of mine that managed a branch and, um, he got uh, interviewed by somebody and they, they asked him, you know, what's, what's your key to success? And his key to success was, um, nobody ever came back with the lights off. And, um, I always said kind of like, you know, that's where I was same company I was brought up in. And, um, that, that, that policy really, really works. Um, nobody really likes to know that the boss has been home for three, four hours. Um, uh, when you work, you know, a 16 hour day, and, uh, you come back and nobody's there and, you know, everything's all locked up. Lights are all off. You got to open everything back up. Um, you know, that's, that's just something that just shouldn't be happening. Um, you know, if you expect employees to be working, um, to be working 16, 18 hour days, like we do in agriculture, you can take, uh, you can work there for a few hours later, uh, just to make sure they come back, uh, in halfway decent shape. But, um, you know, and in, it, it's always interesting. Um, you know, we watch different shows and we, there is a, there's an episode of Parks and Recreation. Um, if you never watched the show, it was on NBC. It was a really good show. Um, but basically the guy who was always the, uh, the bad cop out of the good cop, bad cop routine, um, kind of becomes the boss where he's got to do both roles. And, um, you know, and, and Ben, Ben, uh, Ben's the guy and, and Ben in a previous episode, he's like, you know, the one boss, the guy who was originally the boss was like, I always bring everybody up. And, uh, this guy's like, yeah. And then I'd say, you're all fired. And it's just, 
then he becomes the boss. And he's he's like, yeah, well, I sent this memo on, and it's like, yeah, it's no big deal. Um, you know, it's like you guys can do whatever you want, but also if you do it, you're fired. <laughs> it's just like, you know, he's like, I'm struggling with trying to become, you know, be respected, and then at the same time still be their best friend. And it, it's a real fine line to walk. Um, you know, I've I've only seen a few people do it well. Um, I had somebody um somebody do that, and their big thing was, you know, honestly, if I call this guy. And said, you know, I'm I'm really struggling. We're not going to get stuff done. Uh, I'm freaking out. The guy would literally show up uh, at our office, and you know, he'd hop in a truck or a tender truck, and um, you know, he'd start getting stuff done to help us out. And you know, it's the guy that has done my job, the the guy that's um, done it the way that I do it, and 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 is willing to drop everything to come help you. Um, those are guys I really like. Um, you know, and I always say that they, they, they set the rules up front and then they stick to them. You know, so if there's expectations laid out, um, anything and everything, I, I really get along well with expectations set up front. Um, I really like to know, you know, where I'm going to stand. You know, here's what we expect from you. Um, this is what we want. Um, and then they stick to them. Um, I've had it where, um, so I work in retail. And, you know, all farmers, everybody knows that there's trips associated with sometimes meeting your goals. Um, a lot of these trips are based on, uh, we'll say early selling season. So when we talk about like seed, um, there's a, there's a goal for, you know, and this is in retail at least, um, there's a goal for seed that if you hit your goal by October 15th, um, you get to go on this trip and, you know, in, the really dumb thing about that is a lot of those sales were not really sales. They were just like, I talked to a guy and he thinks he's going to buy a hundred bags of corn from us. Um, what do I do? Well, just put that in as a sale, you know, uh, invoice the guy, um, not necessarily invoice, but, um, you know, put it in as, as if it were a sale and, um, you know, reserve it for him. Um, and the whole stipulation with a lot of these trips was that, you know, if you didn't meet your goal, at the end of the season, when the season was over with, if you didn't meet your goal, um, you didn't go on the trip or, well, you did go on the trip, but then you have to pay for it if you don't meet your goal. So I've been at those places where, um, you know, at, at the uh, early part of the season, um, I'm putting stuff in and they're basically like, you need to put this in. And I'm like, I, this is like a 50, 50 deal. And I don't know if we're going to get it. You still need to put it in. So this is one of those where the, the company was basically trying to inflate their numbers, at least the management was, so that show that they they were doing well. You know, they, they had all these sales. Um, so I still put it in. Um, then I get a call. You know, it's, uh, hey, uh, congratulations. You're, you're, um, you're going to be able to go on this trip. Um, we're going to send you overseas, and you're going to, it's all expenses paid. And, um, you know, I'm like, you know, um, I don't feel comfortable taking this. Um, I'm not going to go on this trip. And then I get a call from uh, management. They're just like, why don't you want to go on this trip? Do you have like zero confidence in yourself? And I'm like, no, um, you know, I have all the confidence I think I need. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think that there's a, a 50, 50 chance that I might not be able to make it. And I don't think I should be, um, 
you know, it, it's like I'm inflating my sales and I'm getting told to do it and I really don't feel comfortable doing it. So I don't feel comfortable going on the trip. And they're just like, wow, you have zero confidence in yourself. You know, this is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I'm just like, that's not it. You know, I, it's not that I don't feel comfortable um, or feel confident in, in my sales, uh, you know, prominence or whatever, but um, it's not that. Um, it's just that I don't think um, it's, it's right for me to go on a trip when somebody else that might have, we'll say, more confirmed sales um, could maybe make this trip. I think that, that it's more fair for them to be able to go. Well, it turns out that the, uh, the person that they called after me um, that, you know, quote unquote, met his goals um, to go on this trip, goes on the trip, uh, comes back, and at the end of spring, um, I find out that um, he should not have gone on the trip. He should have, he didn't meet his goals at the end of the year. Basically, he put in all these sales like he was told to, and at the end of the year, he um, he didn't meet those goals. And I also find out through the grapevine that they didn't make him pay for the trip. That really ticks people off. Um, you know, I've I've had it where um, I've gotten a bonus. Um, I one year I got paid. Somebody um, somebody's bonus was um, was paid to me instead of them. Um, well, and they also got it. Um, somebody misread the line uh, on a spreadsheet and um, I got paid for their fertilizer sales um, and they also got paid for their fertilizer sales. Um, you know, and a lot of people in that instance, you know, I, it wasn't a lot of money. We're talking maybe a thousand dollars. But I knew um, just, I don't know, I kept track of my numbers and I, I kind of knew where I should fall. And I'm just like, this doesn't seem right. Um so I look at the numbers and I'm like, yep, you know, they give us what the explanation of everything was. Um, and I get this spreadsheet and I'm looking at it and I'm like, yep, you know, you, you, you gave me this guy's, um, fertilizer. Um, you know, let's say I sold, uh, a thousand ton of fertilizer and this guy sold four. Um, I get paid as if I sold 4,000. Um, and it was just, his name was just above mine on the line. And, uh, somebody basically made a math error and, um, I said, I don't want this money. Um, and my boss at the time, you know, I give him credit. He actually says, you know, you actually really did a good job this year. Um, you know, nobody's really going to know. Um, I just want you to just go ahead and keep it. And I said, you know what? Um, if you guys don't take it out of my check, I'm going to write you a check and I'm going to call your boss and tell him, you know, something's wrong. I'm not going to take this. That actually gave me a lot of respect. Um, and I, I think that's the way it should be. You know, it, the, um, I always tell, um, tell people and I got interviewed, uh, a year or so ago and I said, it's, it's not what you do uh, when people are looking. It's always the things you do when people aren't looking. Um, I easily could have got away with it. Um, could have had another thousand dollars to blow on, I don't know, audio equipment or something or a drone. Um, I think it was drone time at that time, but you know, I, I easily could have taken the money. Um, but it's the same thing with me. You know, I, I think, what you do when you're not looking or when people aren't looking is, is really important. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, when you set the rules up front and, and somebody doesn't meet them, you really need to stick to those rules. Um, but I've seen it go both ways and it, it really stinks. Um, you know, how do you feel as the employee that did, did the right thing all the time and somebody didn't do the right thing and then they get, you know, they don't get punished for it. Um, it, it really sucks. Um, okay. Back. So respected bosses, um, you know, I, I had one 
you know, you basically these guys are the kind of guys that can take a joke um, and then they turn around and dish it right back to you. Um, you know, I, I really like those guys. Um, they understand you're just joking around with them. Um, I put in here flexible but fair. Um, you know, I've had it where, um, you know, we had a, um, we'll say we had a attendance policy and, um, a boss said, you know, I was like, Hey, um, you know, I worked like three weeks in a row. Um, I need to take a day off. He's like, you know what? Um, you haven't taken a day off in a month and not even including weekends. You just take two days, um, take a four day weekend this weekend. You know, you guys are caught up. Um, which is another thing I hate to hear in agronomy. Um, but you guys are caught up, uh, take a 40 weekend and relax. Um, and so, okay, we'll go into the, uh, the caught up thing. Um, so I worked in retail for a long time or long enough. Um, that is my least favorite word to, uh, or phrase to hear. Um, I've had it one year where we took Memorial day weekend off. And, um, the reasoning was we were caught up. I said, well, it's supposed to rain Monday night. And they're like, yep, yep, yeah, you know, but it's only going to be a quarter inch. So we're going to give everybody a three-day weekend. And I'm like, well, I guess that I still have like two or three guys planting. Yeah, but, um, you know, if they need something, they got all this snow by noon on Saturday. And um, so we do this, uh, give the employees three-day weekend. Uh, basically, or some people come in Saturday morning. Um Monday night, we get three inches of rain, and we're rained out of fields for three or four days, and now we are just swamped, and we're way behind, and we can't keep up. And uh, that's why I hate when people tell me that we're caught up. Um, that was like a dirty word at one company I worked at. Um, we never said that, and we hated people who said it. Uh, and then I go to another company, and it's like, well, yeah, well, we're caught up. We can hang out. And it's just like, oh, God, don't say that, because then... Then it's going to rain and then we're going to get way behind and then we're screwed. Um, the respected guys I've worked with, um, you know, I always say customers came first, um, but the employees were always a close second. You know, we, we took care of employees uh, or took care of customers. Um, I've had guys come in on weekends where we didn't necessarily want to bring them in on a weekend. Um, I've had it. If anybody ever worked on a holiday, um, we took care of all their meals. Um, we, I would literally go to, uh, wherever these guys wanted. Um, I think one time we went to Subway and um, I delivered it right to the tender truck and the sprayer. Um, guys came back. Um, they were hauling out tender loads. They got food. Um, I had guys, um, you know, if we were working really late and I didn't necessarily feel like we should be, um, I would take them dinner. Um, I would, you know, we just took care of guys. Uh, we always had food. We had, we'd bring them breakfast. Um Basically, um, every job I've worked at, uh, and I'm sure there'll be people that would back this up. Um, if we worked on a Saturday, um, out of season. So let's say, um, in March we have to come in and sort seed or April, um, you know, or, uh, let's say November, I got a guy that really wants to work some ground and, um, we could get it done Monday, but we come in Saturday to do it just to help the guy out. Um, I always brought in breakfast every single Saturday that, um, guys were in that we wouldn't normally expect them to be there. We always got them breakfast, or at least I always got them breakfast. Um, I think one year I totaled it up. I think I spent probably about a thousand dollars, um, between food and everything else and trying to take care of employees. And, um, you know, it's like I said, you know, customers come first, but the employees come a very close second. And, um, you know, we took care of our customers, but, 
it, it's one thing about being a respected boss um, is you know when you need to have the employees in and you know when it's not going to be popular. Um, but at the same time, uh, we, uh, we always try to make it fun. Um, any way I could, uh, I would go out of my way to make sure those guys were taken care of. Even if, you know, if it cost me, uh, 50 bucks for them being there that day, uh, out of my own pocket, not, not necessarily that they were getting paid time and a half or whatever for working overtime anyway. Um, then holidays, they got double time, but, um, you know, even above that, we would still, uh, we would still make sure we took care of them. Um, one year, we uh, we worked a lot of hours. Uh, I know we picked up a lot of business. I had all the employees working really really hard. We did all our normal stuff. We we fed them weekends. We fed them at nights. Um, we had a really nice pizza place right down the road, and I, I'd literally go get pizzas uh, every Friday night. Um, we uh, we really took care of those guys, and um, but they really humped it, and we got a lot of stuff done. We had a great year. Um, and, uh, I had Megan, my wife go out and, and buy, uh, a bunch of gift cards to, uh, various restaurants. And we, uh, we got a really nice looking card. Um, we wrote, you know, hand wrote into them, uh, how much we respected their time. And what we did, um, is they sent it to all the wives. Uh, we sent it to every applicator and every tender driver. Um, uh, we sent it to all their wives. And, uh, basically what we said was, uh, we really respected uh, everything you've done in the home front uh, for your husband. Um, and in one case, I think it was boyfriend. But um, we uh, we really appreciate what you've done. And uh, we would appreciate that you take them out um, and go out to dinner on us. Um, and it wasn't like I bought a $20 gift card to Applebee's or something. We bought like $50 or $100 gift cards um, for every single one of them. And... Um, that went a long way. Uh, it really did, especially since we was into the wife. Um, you know, I really respected the fact that they allowed us to basically use and abuse their husband for like three months. But, you know, it, it really, I think, uh, appreciating what your employees do uh, is, is a big thing in this. Um, you know, in, I don't know, um, the one thing I'll kind of, we'll kind of try to end on this a little bit. Um, the last thing we'll talk about is, um, I, I always really respected clear goals. Um, I had a lot of bosses that were like, um, you know, um, they had specific goals in mind for us and I appreciated those. Um, I've also had bosses that, um, that are like, well, as long as everything gets done, I really don't care. And, at the same time, you know, I, I had one boss that was like that. Um, we had our goals. Um, as long as I hit my sales goals at the end of the year, um, he was always fine. And he would always say, as long as customers are taken care of, everybody's happy, we're good. Don't don't worry about uh, how you do it or what you do. Uh, you're fine. Um, but I also had it where um, everybody's like, well, as long as the customers are taken care of, I don't care. And I'm like, yeah, but what, uh, what do you want me to do this year? Like, I have no clue what you want from me. Well, you know, we don't care as long as the customers are getting service and happy. And it's like, all right, but I still want to know what your goal is for me this year. I have no clue what you want. Um, if you want happy customers, I can, I can make sure they're really happy. Um, but I, I don't know if we're going to sell them a bunch of stuff, but Hey, they'll be really happy. Um, you know, clear and concise goals um, and knowing exactly where I stand are, are two huge things. And I think that's that's the case for a lot of people. You don't really want to walk in every day and 
have no clue what you're doing uh, or, or where you stand uh, with the company. Um, I've had it where uh, one boss calls me in the morning and um, basically rips me a new one about um, not doing a good enough job. And then in turn, his boss calls me. Um, I don't think it was 10 minutes later and basically tells me that how great of a job I've been doing and, and how my numbers are really, really good. And I'm just like, well, that's funny because um, you're, you know, my kind of boss below you called me and just ripped me a new one and said that we need to sit down and talk. And it was like a come to Jesus type talk. And it's like, oh no. I'm like, it really reminded me of office space when it's just like, I got seven bosses coming around to talk to me about after I make a mistake. And the guy's like, Bob goes, seven bosses? Yep, seven bosses. You know, and don't get me started on TBS reports. It's just like, yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. I really hate that. Um, you know, clear goals. Um, you know, I want to know where I stand, but I also don't want to get my, I don't want to get reamed and then find out five minutes later that everything's really good. So, you know, it just, give me goals. Give me, um, give me what your expectations are. Um, you know, I, I want to know. I really want to know what my expectations are. Um, you know, and we, I've managed people, um, you know, I, I, I've probably said this before, but I've never had management in my title, but, um, I've managed people. Um, you know, we, uh, the, the interesting thing and we'll end it on this. Um, this is a funny story. Um, at least a learning story. It's not necessarily funny at the time. Um, I get approached, um, to be in a, a, a much higher position um, at a company. I, I basically uh, was going to go from being in um, being in a field to being in an office most of the time. Um, and it was, it would have been a, a, a different career move for me. Um, and didn't necessarily want to do it at the time, but um, um, I would be managing people. Uh, basically would have been managing um a, a large region of their sales force. Um, and I was approached about it and, um, I was asked if I would want to, uh, want to do it or want to interview for it. And, um, the, uh, the ignorant me, uh, at the time, uh, was, I was much younger, uh, was several years ago. Um, I, I made a, a really dumb comment. Um, I said, I didn't want to be, didn't want to have other people responsible for my success. Um, I, I was really naive. Um, I thought that, uh, I really controlled my own destiny where I was at and I didn't want to take it to where, um, people that I managed had to, uh, manage my own destiny and, um, or manage the destiny for me. And, um, not thinking about it. Um, I think it was like six months later. I'm just like, man, I was an idiot. Um, every day I walked in the office, even though I wasn't the boss, um, I had applicators who sprayed for me, uh, and if they didn't do a good job, um, and they didn't respect me, they, I wouldn't have got stuff done. Um, I had people delivering stuff for me. I had, um, I had administrative assistants that, that handle our paperwork. Um, I had a branch manager that was in charge of making sure everything was, was running like it's supposed to. Um, I literally had every day, um, probably 10 people that didn't necessarily work under me, but that worked for me, um, handling my success. You know, I, I couldn't sell a bag of corn, um, sell a ton of fertilizer without, um, somebody else taking care of it or, or handling it for me. Um, you know, I, I did do a lot of my own deliveries. Um, 
I did do a lot of spring. Um, but at the same time, I didn't do the bulk of it. Most people um, did it for me. And for me to say that um, I didn't want to take a sales job or like a sales management position because I didn't want other people to be uh, responsible for my success um, was kind of naive and, and dumb on my part. Um, literally for years, I'd been doing that. Um, my boss didn't say anything. Um, he, he, he basically, when I six months later came to the realization, I, I sat down and talked to him and said, you know, it really wasn't the right position for me. I, I didn't want it. Um, and I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in a boss or be in an office all day. Um, I want to be in the field. I want to be working, um, working with customers. I want to be working with farmers. You know, I'm, I'm an agronomist. I really like being an agronomist. Um, not that I hate being in an office. Um, I still like writing newsletters and doing all this stuff where I'm, I'm talking into a microphone for 30 minutes, but, um, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be out with my customers. I said, that's really why I didn't want it. Um, but at the same time I said, you know, I really, I was dumb to say that, that I was, um, I didn't have people responsible for my success on a daily basis. And he said, you know, um, I, I know where you're coming from. And he said, but I knew at the same time that, uh, eventually you would understand. Um, and he said, I'm glad you kind of came to the realization. He said, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to, you know, put you down, but he said every single day, um, no matter what you do, um, you're somebody else's handling something. Um, and I've worked for people, um, in agriculture that don't want somebody else handling it. They try to do it all themselves. Um, and when somebody else does, they can't do it right or fast enough. Um, that's probably the worst way to be. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest aha moments of, of working with people is, um, understanding that people are going to make mistakes. Um, I make mistakes. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, nobody's perfect. Um, and your success every day is, is um, uh, is even based off of other people. Um, you know, we farm, but if, um, if somebody doesn't give me the product on time, um, if, if the guy doesn't, um, fill the pothole that could eventually destroy something, you know, like everybody has, has other people that are responsible for the success every single day. Um, I can't get my truck in the morning and, uh, drive down the road. If, if a guy in a semi doesn't deliver fuel to the place I get gas from, but, uh, you know, short of trying to give a shout out to literally everybody who's responsible for everything in the world. But, um, I would say, uh, I think that's the biggest realization you have to be, uh, have to have. Um, I think you have to be humble. Uh, you have to understand that other people are going to mis make mistakes. Uh, you move on from them. Um, you don't dwell on them. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's that understanding that um, you need people uh, in your life um, that can help you. Um, that to me was my aha moment in my life. Um, I I used to be very selfish and uh, want to do everything myself. Um, you know, I was kind of raised that way. Um, and five six years ago, I I started to be more of. Um, I want to help other people uh, do their job and, and, and understand how to do things and, and want to help them get better. Um, that to me has been, has been a great thing for my life. Um, so anyway, uh, let's wrap up this episode. So we talked about the bosses and, and, and a-holes and 
all kinds of other stuff. Um, so before you tell me where to stick it uh, in my a-hole, um, let's get out of here. So anyway, um, you guys have episode ideas. Um, you want to be on a podcast. Um, you want to call and yell at me because I, this one went for 45 minutes. Um, go ahead and do it. Uh, get, reach out to me. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you found it because uh, you found me somewhere online or uh, you know me. So um, just definitely reach out and uh, hopefully stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks.